I'm Brian Myers. I'm Mike Ritalik. I'm Becky Haddad. And this is Owl Pellets, a podcast featuring tips for ag teachers. We are your agricultural education resource across the web, sharing research-based tips and tackling the tough questions facing agriculture teachers every day. Hey, Al Pellets, welcome back to another special edition of Al Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers. We are continuing on our special series around the Teach Grand Challenges project. So that's teachgrandchallenges.com. We encourage you to go there and check out all the great resources that were developed, part of a USDA NIFA grant project that the Al Pellets team worked on. With us today, we have a special guest host again, uh, Chris Estep from the University of Arkansas has joined the team. Chris, welcome. Woo pig. I think it's <laughs> pig suey. Is oh, the way yes. to it. Um, get, get all, all three syllables in. Um, and also with us, our, our guest today is one of our grand challenge ambassadors from the great state of Florida. I might be just slightly biased. The one, the only, the little bit of sunshine that she is, Shelby Ball. Ms. Ball, thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Is this where I say go Gators? It has been known to happen before. <laughs> <laughs> so Shelby, I might have tipped it off there. I called you a ray of sunshine because you are, but also because your project was titled Glass of Sunshine. So tell us a little bit about who you are and then tell us about your project as part of the Teach Grand Challenges team. Yeah, so like you said, I love live. I am not Michael Suarez. Live um, by tape. <laughs> um, my name is Shelby Ball. I am in my sixth year of teaching. Um, I am an alumnus of the great University of Florida. Um, and I have taught for two years at the middle school level. And then I've spent the last four at the high school that I graduated from. So I feel really lucky and blessed to be able to do that. Um, I've lived in the same town my entire life, minus the two years I spent as a Florida Gator, um, and there are more orange trees and heads of cattle than there are people where I live, which was kind of the jumping off point for my project, um, Glass of Sunshine. Um, I have watched those trees kind of get smaller in number, the number of groves we see as we drive down the road keep getting smaller and smaller, but that is really the lifeblood of my community. And I wanted to bring awareness to um, to the issues that are surrounding the citrus industry and, and bring attention to the economic value that, that we have um, in Central Florida when it comes to citrus groves. Um, and that that's kind of what started it all. Excellent, excellent. First editorial note, I know when everybody sees the title, they're thinking of Dr. Myers as a glass of sunshine. <laughs> and I know that was kind of read into the title, but tell us a little bit more about uh, the, the grand, you talked a little bit about the grand challenge, but tell us a little bit more about what you put together for teachers to use. Yeah, so um, I think that it's really important. Yes, I wanted to to create material around the citrus industry that was besides Dr. Myers, my muse. Um, but I also wanted to create um, materials that are usable within any plant science curriculum. Even if you've never seen an orange tree in your life, there's still some good information when it comes to looking at the economics of 
plants in general in your community, um, good information about the growth of plants, good information about um, the stages of processing for local commodity. Um, so these materials, well, yes, I, I want you to be able to use them um, specifically for the citrus industry, but you can also use it as a jumping off point for anything that you would be talking to your students about with plant science. And you've got ready to use worksheets that are going to be great sub plans if you need them. You can tailor them to fit any commodity, really. Um, you can use, have your students look at mine and then pick a commodity in your own community to, to create a similar pattern. I wanted it to be something that is very usable for the everyday teacher. Yeah, Shelby, I think it's really, uh, you know, as I was looking through your worksheets and your in your different modules, I think you did a really good job. Uh, and I, I do like that they are uh, teacher friendly. I mean, they can take them, they can print them out, they can use them. Um, and so, you know, the other thing I, I think is really neat about this is just, you know, you focused on the, the idea of citrus greening and how that's harming the industry. Um, you know, just another interesting point that I think about is the idea that this is really transferable when you think about the idea of what citrus greening is and how it's, you know, talk about invasive species and those kind of things and how you could really take this a lot of different directions as a teacher uh, to talk about invasive species if you're teaching environmental science or, you know, wildlife, you know, management type courses and those types of things. So it's just just really interesting. Thank you. Um, I really wanted to, to end it with an inquiry based project, which is which is what it ends with. Um, students are, are tasked with creating um, a possible solution to that citrus greening. I mean, who knows what, what these students will be able to, to come up with from all over the country. Um, whether it's usable or not, it's gonna get your students thinking about how um, they can solve real world problems. Um, and, and I love that about my project. Um, I've, I've included local growers. I've got some great videos in there that you can you can use to supplement your material. Or like you said, those worksheets really are ready to print and go. And, and they're really cute, if I must say so myself. We're always looking for cute worksheets that, that aren't just black and white, so. So, so should we, you know, if um, a teacher's from, you know, uh, you know, we're here in Florida, everybody knows about citrus, how important it is. California, Texas got some citrus growing, might be interest. Why would a teacher in the upper Midwest or Northeast be interested in teaching this lesson? I'm afraid they might see glass of sunshine, citrus. We don't have citrus here. How do you think they could use the materials you developed? Yeah, like I said, so I, I definitely went in with that that mindset that it's not going to be, you know, super relatable to everyone. Like I said, I'm sure there are people who have never seen an orange tree in their life, which blows my mind, but I'm sure, I'm sure it happens. You know, I only saw my first apple orchard a few years ago at national convention. So um, I'm sure it happens, but like I said earlier, this is very usable to insert into a plant science curriculum because we're talking about the different parts of a plant. We, we're talking about the different stages of growth. Um, we're talking about propagation. Um, all of that can be you know, implemented into your classroom, can be implemented into an intro um, piece to your plant science unit. Um, and it's just a good jumping off point if you're talking about commodities. Um, it's a good way to get your students thinking about commodities that aren't in their own backyard. Um, but I mean, like I said, oranges are are the lifeblood of my community and the communities that surround me. 
And who knows what that's going to look like even next year, if we're being honest, you know, like I keep, we keep hoping and praying that things are going to happen. And I feel like we're just kind of going in the opposite direction when it comes to oranges. And I was reading recently and you're starting to find that psyllid that contracts greening. You're starting to find that in, in California. So what is citrus as a whole going to look like in the, in the next coming years? So maybe one day we'll look back on this and it will be a nice little antique. We can talk about days of, of your, when it comes to citrus, but even if you've never seen an orange tree, I think your kids could benefit from it. Yeah. One thing that comes to mind that I think would really make it local for us is that um, a lot of our um, ag ed programs, FFA chapters will have uh, fruit sales. And so even around fruit sale time, talking about the production cycle and, and how um, nurseries work and how the packing house works. Um, the one thing that I really like uh, that that Shelby provides for us as teachers is um, some short snippets, you know, nine, 10 minute videos on those various aspect, aspects of uh, um, citrus. So you can almost go on a virtual field trip with a lot of the work that she's done. So if we haven't seen an orchard before, you haven't seen the, the, the packing um, and all of the things that go into citrus production, you can you can see that uh, locally, and even tied into kind of a learning experience around fruit sales. That's an excellent point. Um, in those videos too, I think you see some really cool pieces of technology, um, particularly at that um, those early stages. The grow house that I visited, they had um, machines that would drill the holes in, into the pots for you, um, and then you would just have to stick your stick your plug in you know so super cool pieces of technology that you could use to jump off if you're talking about something in stem or something along those lines if you're talking about um the history of agriculture that could you know how has technology like that changed over time um there there are just some some nuggets that you can really dig out of that and and use if if you don't have access to materials already Kind of along those lines, you did a great job with some interviews and some tours there. Just talk a little bit about what it took to, to, to shoot those videos and stuff. And if other ag teachers are like, well, I need to, you know, collect some of this stuff, to bring back into my classroom. What was, what was, what'd you learn from just the, the act of building those things? So it was really um, fun for me. And each of those interviews, minus maybe the one with Trevor, happened just by accident of me having conversations with people in industry who are, who are within citrus, um, the Jameson family with Brightleaf. Um, he was at a young farmers and ranchers meeting with me and was like, yeah, do, I mean, do you need anything for nurseries? And I was like, yes, I do. <laughs> and so I drove the two hours to Brightleaf and spent the day there. Um, had a really good time. I am not a videographer by any means. Um, but you don't have to be a magic wizard to kind of immerse your students within that if that's something that you want to do. I mean, and then I went on another YFR trip and that's how I kind of got into the packing house, talked to the guy who who runs that and he was able to set me up with an interview. So the people are willing if you explain what it's for, you know, giving your students these experiences. I mean, these will be videos that I can use 10, 10 years down the line, they'll still be relevant you know, the process of packing fruit is going to look the same. The process of putting a plant in the ground is going to look the same. Um, 
And so those were all really neat experiences that I'm, I'm thankful for, because even though I see orange groves every day, I'd never been in a packing house before. I'd never been into a citrus nursery before. And so making those contacts and, and being able to immerse myself in their everyday environment was super cool. So, so I'm sure Shelby, as you were putting these together, and I know you were probably thinking, you know, what, what would my students like to see? How would they react? You know, those types of things. And so have you had a chance to try some of these out with your students? Have you worked with your students with these, with these projects and, and what did they think of it? So I haven't used everything, um, but I've used bits and pieces, just like I'm sure people who will use this in the future do. Um, I'm a big proponent of picking and choosing and not having to redo the wheel, but um, my students really like the the virtual field trips. They like being able to follow along and the worksheets are easy for them to follow. It gives them spots to really think about what they're watching and ask themselves questions, which is you know something that my admin likes to see are my students asking questions themselves. Um, and so bits and pieces work really well and I'm planning on implementing that last inquiry-based learning as my end of year project. So keep you posted on that. Well, Shelby, I think, I think you've done a great job on this project and I really appreciate you working here. The, the whole idea of this Teach Grand Challenges project is we talk about these things from the USDA level and sometimes it seems like these big ideas that really don't touch us. And you've done a really great job of taking this grand challenge idea and showing how it impacts a local community and a local economy and seeing the different aspects of it. I think that's one thing that hopefully ag teachers, when they use these different lessons, really see that it's not just, you know, knowledge-based kind of stuff, quiz bowl answers. You're talking to real life people that are dealing with the, the sustainability of the environment, of the economics, of the social, of the community, of their business, what they're trying to do here. And so really trying to bring all those different pieces together. So as from your experience teaching this and kind of building this, what advice do you have for your other teachers when they're trying to help their, their students understand these bigger ideas and how what they're doing locally kind of connects to those to the big ideas like, like a grand challenge? I think getting out of your brain that that these are huge picture items that don't affect you because they do. You, you've got local com commodities that are the lifeblood of your community, whether that's an orange or a strawberry or, or green beans or whatever it is, there's a commodity that makes up the backbone of your own community. And take, take that big picture that a kid would never be able to conceptualize if you're saying, what is, you know, the economic impact of agriculture? You know, that's a huge question that a student in middle school or even in high school is going to have a hard time tackling. But if you give them some material and make it more relatable to what's in their backyard, I think it's going to help them connect those dots and they're going to, they're going to be able to put the pieces together themselves. And then they'll be more invested because you're talking about what they see every day. Outstanding. This is a great example again of, of addressing those grand challenges, making it local, bring in the STEM concepts, but still at the same time focusing and being an a teacher of agriculture, really talking about the science of agriculture. Shelby, thank you so much for being part of this project, for being with us here today on Outpel to share the great experience that you had. And once again, we're going to tell everybody, please go on there and uh, visit teachgrandchallenges.com. That's all one word, teachgrandchallenges.com to find 
the uh, Glass of Sunshine lesson plan materials put together here by our very own Shelby Ball, but all the other materials that are up there as well to talk about all the grand challenges that were developed by our Grand Challenge Ambassadors, agriculture teachers just like you from across the, the country. So, Shelby, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Owl Pellets. Check out our website for more information on this topic and to learn more about our guests. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram to stay connected. And be sure to subscribe to our podcast so you'll never miss an episode. For Mike and Becky, this is Brian here by the Owl Pellets saying thank you and we look forward to seeing you again on another episode of Owl Pellets Tips for Ag Teachers.